0: Hey guys, Jennifer Hobbs here with another episode of Celebrate the Struggle, where if you haven't seen another episode, my mission is to make a safe space for people to just share their life stories, which all of ours consists of struggle, some of trauma. And so to make a safe space where we can share those stories and uh, become enlightened about situations and, and issues that we don't know much about and then hopefully send a message of hope to those that can relate to stories like my guest here rob cadill maybe someone listening today is going to be able to relate to him and get some hope from it so welcome robert
1: thank you for having me it's a always i always love doing these things
0: I look forward to hearing more about your journey. Um, and you had mentioned before I pushed record about speaking engagements, but so we'll kick it off with, uh, you know, I read that you are an army veteran and um, oh, you know, well, you have, Marine,
1: or I'm sorry. I,
0: it totally says Marine on here. And I, just okay. Army. a Marine veteran, once a Marine, always Marine. And, um, and then a couple of things that you're into, but I don't want to, I don't want to um, steal your thunder. So go ahead and just start by telling us, who you are, maybe a little bit about uh, your journey and what's got you to this point and what that looks like for you now.
1: Um, I guess the quick short one is that um, I joined the Marine Corps late, I was 24. And before I joined, I actually got a journeyman's license in Detroit to be a carpenter at 21. Uh So I I love hard work. And then I got into the Marine Corps and I got with a unit called HMM 364, the Purple Foxes. And my job was ordnance, I fixed the machine guns. And I did uh, four deployments with them back to back. And uh, they did casualty evacuations. So we were like a flying ambulance, picking up the dead and the wounded. And uh, we see is 2006, my first mission, we had, um, I went on a mission. It was a wounded Marine and unfortunately he passed. So all the trauma dealing with that mission was pretty traumatic. And then February 7th, 2007, we had a helicopter go down with seven crew members. Mm -hmm. And I drank it away for six years until it put me into, into the, um, the Wounded Warrior Battalion. And I got took a year and a half to get medically retired, and I'm over 100%, according to the, the VA.
0: What's the and Wounded was, Warrior
1: Battalion? So that is where the injured, ill, or wounded Marines and sailors go to. And like right. the Army has their base, and you go for recovery. So when you show up, they're like, you, would you like to heal and go back to the fleet, or would you like to just. Be retired out. And I think it was like when I got there, they said 95% of people choose medical retirement. So I took the medical retirement and took a year and a half to get through all the appointments, five appointments a week I had to maintain, mm-hmm. all this stuff and I had to prove everything. And I eventually got out. It took a year and a half.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, uh, when you had mentioned that, about the, um, unit you were in, I, I had to Google it because I was like, Hmm, like, I just want to see what I can read about it. And I got the, the vibe from the stuff I read that you guys were evacuation related, um, yeah. your mission. So,
1: yeah, so I'm uh, you, you, oh, sorry, if go, you ahead. go to the Marine Corps museum in Quantico. They actually have the purple foxes as a permanent exhibit. Part of a, it's a hill battle. And you got to go into the helicopter and as you're walking through, you're actually walking through a helicopter and you come out the back, and there's all the mannequins and the, the hill battle. Wow. And the purple foxes are in the Marine Corps Museum in Quantico. Because huh. you gotta be pretty tough to call yourself a purple fox in the Marine Corps and be proud of it, I guess.
0: Right. <laughs> well, we are proud of you. Good job. Thank you for your service.
1: Oh uh, you yeah, I loved it.
0: <laughs> so as you came back, you said like you drank for seven years. So yeah. what was an I mean, I kind of know the answer to this question, but just to share with our listeners and people watching this, tell us about that rough transition. What that look like and and why was it, you know, what pushed you to alcohol? Did you have a support system?
1: Tell us about it. Well, um, I guess just once you go into Marine Corps, it's kind of the culture to drink. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of absorbed it. And then when I started having issues, I would just drink until I passed out. And sometimes okay. I would... Uh, I worked myself up to absinthe, which was a hundred and eighty proof, and I was drinking half a bottle with no no water, no. Sh- I just put water in absinthe, no sugar, nothing. I just <laughs> I used to drink wild turkey rare breed by chugging it from the bottle. Dang, Until Dang. I would pass out. Yeah, uh, now uh, gout was a major factor to stop drinking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot. and um, what else did I? Uh, so then I just started. Going to the Wounded Warrior, they just put me with meds. I had eight pills a day for nightmares, anxiety, pain, sleep. And then I found a local group about meditation, the singing bowls, like the Nepalese chants. And I went to them, and it's kind of crazy. I had this crazy, I knew it was a hallucination, a flashback, because I was laying there, and they put the bowls around me, and all this black smoke just come pouring out of my mouth. And it. I mean, I could see it, but I knew I was having a hallucination, because I was having them all the time in the Wounded Warrior's flashbacks. And it was like evil faces in the smoke fighting. Wow, And when I asked them, what, what was that? And they're like, oh, you were having kind of like a hallucination, like you were, it was coming out of you, all the bad was coming out. And I devoted myself to him for five years. Um, I was doing it uh, five days a week for like the first six months. And then the lady in charge of the group, she was a retired RN. She actually helped me come off my medications and strictly meditation. And I went the last three months in the wounded warrior battalion openly, no medications, telling doctors, no meds, refused all meds and got a hundred percent.
0: Wow.
1: So as long as you're doing something, progress yourself, which was meditation and all that, right. that counts.
0: Right. So oh, I got so many questions. I'm going to try and slow my brain down and, and <laughs> separate these thoughts. But for my first question is, um, when you started the meditation and clearly it was helping to where you continued for five years, how did that help with your, uh, alcohol use? Um, I mean, I well, mean, it, yeah. and for any of us, it may not be alcohol it yeah. is, is for me, but, um, your destructive
1: coping mechanisms, how yeah. does meditation help with that? Um, well, I was able to kind of slow my mind down and just when I would get overwhelmed, um, I would, just do my meditation and it got to the point where i can go now i can lay down and i can do my little meditation chant in my head and i'll i'll be out within two minutes i'm Mm -hmm. sleeping like yeah oh yeah it's lots and lots of years of work for that but i bet yeah i'm able to do it wow instead of like drinking a half a bottle of the fall sleep, no kidding just whisper to myself for two minutes Hmm. and uh I also do a uh, yoga. So I put myself through become a yoga teacher and I even use my GI bill to get my yoga training. So shut I got, up. Yeah, yeah. I got paid the city yoga class to learn yoga.
0: <laughs> like, was it a state state university? Yeah, um,
1: The community college.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Like I didn't even, I mean, I know around here, I know like a friend that offers it outside of the outside of you know she does it on her own but i haven't even heard i'm sure i haven't been in school in a while but
1: yeah it's like a new and when i was signing up they're like oh it's an actual certificate and the government it's approved by the government to get gi bill and i was like oh i signed up
0: (laughs) oh my gosh i'm gonna have to check into that to see if they have anything like that around here that's incredible okay so another question i was gonna ask you um well, you kind of already asked it because I was going to ask you about like when, when did, when did yoga come in? Did it come in after the meditation?
1: Um, no, that was, I've only been doing it a couple of years mm-hmm. and that's, um, and that is more for my physical. Cause I'm, um, you see, I got 10% per ankle, per knee, my left hip, four discs bulging in my spine. My whole C column has, a uh, nothing but bones first, the entire column. And, um, mild to moderate spinal stenosis. So my spinal column is deteriorating from the inside out. And I'm told I'm between a level three and a four on some of my discs and four being the worst. And what else? I have bilateral bicep impingement and uh, the whole mental health package.
0: Yeah, I can't even believe you uh, remember all that, but I guess when it oh, I'm like great body and yeah. <laughs> so, so now no meds
1: um I just do my I smoke I smoke my little uh-huh. medical marijuana <laughs> right and and you feel as
0: though those that gives you benefits
1: yeah oh. and I've actually been downgrading a lot so I mean I was like a chimney but um now I've downgraded so like I guess in my peak I was doing about an ounce a month sometimes more but now uh, I'm, I'm probably not even a half ounce for the whole month
0: right on so I'm Does that really help you with both your mental and your physical
1: yeah like do you try um, my, the my anxiety for mine because it's like a yes I have the tinctures and then I take the the little gummies the edibles yeah. um, but I mostly kind of just smoke but that's just to calm my mind down because it's like a dribble on Red Bull it just bounces right and also the pain I have a lot of pain man sometimes I can't walk because the pain is just so intense
0: that's why I was asking about the CBD because I've heard from other people who have fibromyalgia or other types of pain that um, they have benefited from the CBD.
1: Yeah, wow. but it can only do so much. I mean, you hit a certain point; it's just, you just got to bear through it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, what was life like before? Like, who was Robert before that? Before he was a Marine.
1: Um, well, I, well, I guess I grew up in uh, Detroit or just outside Detroit. So in the 80s, I was on eight mile Detroit growing up. And then we upgraded, moved to nine miles so we, from ghetto to trailer trash. <laughs> I like it. And then, um, yeah, and I just, uh, high school, I got into a wood shop at 12. And then I worked myself up through high school as a senior and I was doing building trades. And then got out of high school at 17, went straight into the union apprenticeship. And I did that for four years, like thirty below zero wind chill, hundred percent, a hundred degrees outside the summers, the humidity on that. And then I just got tired of it. And I, because it was funny, I left the carpentry because I didn't want to destroy my body. So I then I went and became a mover for two years, and then a marine for. <laughs> not absolutely destroyed it. hmm.
0: But so yeah. so what's what's going on with you now? You're like I I you know had read and you've mentioned yoga and art, so yeah. How do you use that, not just for your own self-care and personal development, but I have, you know, read from what you had said, like you're, you're trying to help as many people as you can.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I love art. So I'm usually doing three, maybe four projects per each day, like different ones, different mediums. And I rotate through them as they're, they're drying. And I just build and I build and build. That's, I guess, my I'm a, like a really creative, so I always have to be building. And then a lot of my stuff is pretty dark so I put my anger my frustration into my art so it's like I guess like a, a writer would do with the writings I just do it with art I put that that mm-hmm. into that
0: yeah you sent me something that I I totally dug you'll uh if you're okay with it I'll oh, yeah. share that when I share this uh this podcast episode and anything else that you want to feature uh we'll we'll get that taken care of okay so if people did want to you know stalk you and see more of your art do you have it online or anywhere where they can check um, it
1: out yeah i go by bobby gongs because uh one of the things i like to do is i like to build gongs for the meditation i built 10 or 11 right now so i'll get a sheet of metal and i will with a dremel i will hand engrave it and it takes like a week plus for me to do my engravings wow and then i hand pound them and then i put exotic wood handles on them and i usually donate them to like my friends nonprofits or or my own collection I kind of build for my own collection mm-hmm. so I wow, just wow you
0: are really creative
1: yeah I'm like a a jack of all trades master of some
0: were you just so this is totally random but I just am curious like are you offspring of creative people or is it just you
1: um, well my mom was the artist okay but I'm, um, and then my nephew he's an artist but I mean I've taken it full blown, man. Like, I, like one of my prize creations is a three-man chessboard I built, I designed. And I laser engrave it and I hand paint all 288 squares, like no tape. I with a micro brush and I hand paint the razor thin lines. Wow. And I've built four so far. And this is the only one that's been a success because I love geometry. So trying to figure out the geometry for my center is very difficult. But I finally figured it out after four attempts.
0: So are, do you totally just work solo or do you have a community of people that you tap into that creativity with?
1: Uh, I'm kind of, like kind of on my own because like I have an RV and I gutted at the back bedroom and I put a CNC machine back in there with a laser and my toolbox. So I just kind of hang out my RV. I mean, I built this contraption to hold my TV up top that swivels 90 degrees in the RV. So I can kind of sit anywhere and it moves and my machine just runs and I just kind of just Uh, smoke and paint
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you travel or do you just kind of keep it usually in
1: Um, i want to travel but the guy sold me a lemon so not only do i have to do my art i'm actually remodeling this whole thing i had to do the front hubs i have to do the radiator i did the whole roof i put skylights in uh throughout the bathroom and i put in a whole new bathroom like a countertop out of redwood planks i put a tub in there so it's like a full-on project and it's gonna look like the 18 van.
0: Wow. I am gonna have to stay in touch with you. I need to see more of these pictures. Your creativity just kind of leaves me over here, just dumbfounded. Oh it's so cool. I dig it.
1: But uh the creativity is contagious. Pass it on.
0: And it's so cool that that like if you were to like split the faces like marine and complete creative artists like
1: boom uh,
0: everyone's just oh, so uh, completely different and you can't judge a book by oh, cover
1: well in iraq i was actually painting the armored on the helicopters oh and then I, did you, and I tried to sorry oh go ahead
0: like <laughs> i saw the paintings of the like purple foxes did you have anything no that was
1: uh, okay. the airframes but okay. like when you were going up to the crew door the piece of armor that hung on the thing we've I got to paint a few of them. And then I tried to start called machine gun art where I took ammo cans and I would paint ammo cans. And then guys would put them in their machine guns and go fly around missions with custom painted machine gun cans. But that didn't really catch on except for my unit. And then, um, yeah, I used to paint on, like on the walls. I'd paint on the, the gun lockers. I'd paint anything I could put my hands on. I would just paint and my command let me. I even paint the, the face masks for the air crew.
0: It's so cool that you got to, you know, tap into your creative creative side even during active duty.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you always need that artist marine. And I kind of fell into the artist marine unit and got to decorate the unit, which is pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And, then, like, how did did all your peers, like, thrive on it as well? Like, just got positivity and, like, oh, interested yeah. and supportive?
1: Yeah, they would come to me, like, they would finally get their face mask that they could wear with the helmets for the air crew and they hey can you paint this for me and they'd, like just give me a picture or tell me what you want And three hours later i was like bringing them back the face mask fully painted and and they just loved it so it was really funny seeing the different faces on there because like one guy was a shark one guy was spongebob so like big six foot dude standing there with a spongebob face and full <laughs> combat gear it's like
0: it's funny <laughs> that is funny it's hardcore that reminds yeah. me of when I was at basic training, I'm gonna get off on a tangent and tell a funny story. When I was at basic training, um, one morning we were about to take off running and my mom, I had her send my favorite pair of tennis shoes because I was getting shin splints so bad. And I (laughs) asked her like, can you please send those, you know, Nikes or whatever they were. Um, Well, they were red and had a bunch of uh, silk. Well, they were red, but they had tons of silver spots on them to where like you, it was almost looked like (laughs) Pink. Bedazzles.
1: <laughs>
0: like it, it's not as bedazzled as it sounds but it like if you glanced at them yeah they're not like white they're not black but i needed them for my shin splints and that morning as we're getting like standing at attention getting ready to like hear the yep. command to run the the like one of the drill sergeants or the I think it was like one of the officers rolled up and he's standing right here and I'm trying to face forward and he's like you look like a real killer in pink shoes private and I was like yes yes sir
1: <laughs> that's the blood of the enemies on your feet
0: yeah there you go that's what I should have said that's what I should have said well man like this is, this is incredible. I love hearing all of the, everyone is just so different. And so all of these conversations are just so enlightening for me. And I hope that they're so enlightening for other people, not to mention incredibly interesting. And, um, so let me get back to my questions. Cause I feel like you've done such a good job of painting, a, painting a picture of yourself for us. And, um, so mm-hmm. some of these you've kind of already touched on. I typically ask people, um, because I really think that self-care and like that kind of personal develop and self-reflection is super important for us to be able to thrive and help with our mental health. And so I always ask people on here about it because I hope that they will give ideas to other people that need to take it more as a priority for physical, mental, and spiritual self-care. What else do you do, you know, besides? all of this art and this yoga is there anything else that you well and medicinal marijuana what is there anything else that you know you benefit from and so you try to keep it consistent with your life
1: Um well i guess it's i guess the biggest one is like staying moving is because like, i like a i hired a personal trainer and it's it's 432 a month but it's got me feeling so much better so like Instead of waking up in pain and going to bed in pain and being pain every day and sometimes unable to walk, I'm only in pain for maybe a few hours at night, once a week, because I have hired a personal trainer and he's a Marine and he's like very specialized in injuries. So he knows all my injuries. I'm actually doing workouts with no pain. And the days where I'm in pain, like I'm barely hobbling in there, like I can barely stand and I do his workouts and then I'm like no pain when I'm done because I think just because I get moving. And I just get in that mindset that I am not hurt. Because that's a lot of it. It's your mindset. Oh make yourself a
0: goodness, yes. I mean, I I haven't always been able to say that. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yes. Like just through my own personal growth that I've been able, you know, to identify that like my body's so much stronger than my brain. It's your brain, all in your brain. And so I'm glad you mentioned that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that having that personal trainer and all that physical activity has helped you not only with you said you have gout, right?
1: Oh God, horrible. So gout (laughs) and then
0: all these other physical things going on. The fact that, you know, like investing in a personal trainer and all of that physical work, people would be scared of that and think that that would just, hurt their body more and so i'm glad you tell people that because there's going to be people out there that are experiencing a massive amount of pain that feel like you know strenuous anything is going to damage their body when really we need to get out of our yeah. head and um
1: and i guess going to the where you're talking about the pain and the gout um i have celery seed i don't know so i go to it. it's a so like the celery we could eat, well, the seed of it is actually really good for gout and it is the best treatment for gout. Um, and it's at sprouts, it comes a little capsule. So I go to the sprouts, I buy the capsule. And when I'm having my flare ups, I can take my gout and within two to three days, it's gone instead of two weeks. And I take it daily and I'm able to eat a normal diet. I eat my chickens, my beefs. Normally if I eat like a piece of beef, then my foot would just swell up by the end of the day. Wow. <laughs> so I'm able to do that that's like I just manage it through that it doesn't stop it and it still hurts once in a while and I'll just take it and it goes away but I mean because everybody called me sickly man because I couldn't eat my meats and I was so skinny I lost so much weight and I tried and tried and tried now I can eat normal foods
0: yay I'm so happy for you and just where you are in your life wow you know I don't clearly know you that well at all, but I can definitely engage in in the celebration for sure. You seems like you live a very holistic life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do my best because I mean I did the, the pharmaceutical thing in the wounded warriors. I mean I was taking eight pills a day. And I just I got to 198 pounds. And my service dog, he went from 75 to 98 pounds. So we were both little chunky monkeys in, <laughs> <laughs> in the wounded warriors. And then I just, like, I can't do this. And I got out. We both lost a whole lot of weight once I was out. I lost 60 pounds when I was first few months when I was discharged. Mm-hmm. I think it was three months I lost 60 pounds. What's your
0: service dog's name?
1: Uh, Bravo. He uh, passed away last, uh, a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's Because uh, I did, a, I thought I was still young and strong and, went and did an MMA fight and <laughs> well, i Dear got a really bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i took a really bad whooping and wound up with a concussion and three blood clots um Jesus. Yeah, i had oh, yeah i had a blood clot in my left arm and then that broke up with the both lungs and and um it took uh, let me see eight weeks for those to heal so i did it faster than normal they told me it was going to take three to six months and i did it eight weeks so i did just natural i took the blood thinners but i did a whole bunch of other holistic things to kind of. Mm-hmm. And I meditated out. I always imagined it disappearing, disappearing and disappearing, it breaking up, breaking up, and then went in for my week checkup, and they were gone. And then, uh, unfortunately, a few months later, uh, we found out he had three blood tumors, kind of in the same spot I did, and they all ruptured. And we had a few days. We had to put them down. Oh,
0: but, I'm yeah, sure it happened hear fast. That.
1: But and it's crazy that I had three blood clots, and then he developed three blood tumors after mine that had left.
0: That is crazy. How many years we were, did uh, you have? Eight in- years together.
1: Okay. Eight years, and he was in the wounded warriors, so he lived in the barracks with me. Oh, uh, he was one of the few because he was actually from a nationally accredited group called Canines for Warriors.
0: I know that group. I just did the Lone Survivor Women's Retreat Foundation uh, with someone who works with them, and yeah. that's a, that's we were, amazing.
1: We were number nine to graduate, and now they're—I want to say over, close, approaching eight hundred. Yeah. And uh, he was the founder's dog. And they were so new when I applied. Um, and he was supposed to be the stud of the organization. He was the founder's dog? Yeah. They rescued him and then they trained him. And then he was going to be the mascot, the founder's dog. And when I applied, she gave him to me. Wow. So, so I was taking a compliment. I got matched with the stud from the group.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> Aw. And uh, I'm so she glad just you passed eight wonderful years with Bravo.
1: Yeah. Um, she passed about a. I think it was just shortly before him or shortly after him. She had, um, I think, lung cancer, but she fought it for a couple of years and she recovered and got it, recovered and got it. And, and then it finally, it finally got her. Mm-hmm. But it's an amazing group.
0: Well, I feel like I need to set my clipboard down, set my pencil down, because I can imagine that my socks are going to get rocked on this question, just based on okay. like who you have, everything you that robber encompasses over here so my last question that I loved and and somewhere we had a conversation where you kind of gave me an idea what are your hopes and dreams like like if you could just make anything happen that you would just just absolutely love to make happen what do you want
1: oh man well well I guess I, I like playing my crypto a lot so I like I'm hoping it goes up enough so that I can buy just a small plot of land get one a little pre-built modular homes park my rv and just have a space where i can have a work studio because i want to be able to like build things i want like i like the weld i like bronze sculptures clay sculptures wire sculptures uh woodworking like anything i put my hands on so i just want a big <laughs> building with all the tools so mm-hmm. i can just build 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 <laughs> I, 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 love love I love it
0: i love it and then like you had mentioned for others guys. to come and learn
1: yeah so i like having people come like, oh, I can't do art. And I'm like, my motto is that like art only matters to two people, uh, yourself and the person that hangs it on the fridge. Mm-hmm. It's like all those little kid drawings, like the worst thing in the world, then you hang it up as the masterpiece.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so and
1: you come in and everybody has an ability to create something, even if it's a state figure and you just do it. And I, like, I just it. love showing people and the few people that I've helped build things, they're amazed by what I can show them, what they can build. Right. And make
0: Right. I I can only imagine, like, I have always considered myself to not be a very creative person, but then I stepped out of that mindset and I started to realize, like, I just needed to tap into it more. And, you know, like one time my husband and I went to a painting class and it wasn't like a follow these rules. It was like, pick one of these pictures that you would like to kind of create. And he walked around and just gave us each guidance and like, I still have that hanging on my wall. My husband killed it and on his painting. And so, and then having been a teacher for uh, 12 years, you know, having to tap into my creative mind, like when I would make bulletin boards that now clearly this sounds like chump change a little bit in comparison to some of these like projects you got going on, but to make a bulletin board that was like beautiful and funny and catchy i was like nailed it
1: <laughs> nailed it yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah it's all about like i like to paint like little plastic skulls i go to them i wait for halloween oh, cool. and, and i go in there like a yeah get one yeah. yeah like little bitty guys cool. cool any other things and i buy like um, kind of exotic paints the high-end paints i did all the michael's ones but now i'm getting to where i order these and it takes like a month to get shipped here and I've never painted with the quality of these paints. It's called culture hustle. Hmm. And he he has like the the black 3.0, which is the blackest paint you can buy in the market, the whitest paint, I have the goldest gold paint. I have the, <laughs> the blue is the blue. And he's a, he's a funny, like, he's funny when he names his stuff. It's like yeah. the gold is yeah. the gold paint. <laughs> and it's nothing, I have a lot of paints and none of them compared to what I buy from him. Uh-huh, yeah. <clears throat> I do I, like you to paint, like, but it's a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to my wall, my, my paint wall, I have over a hundred bottles of shades, like a color, hundred really? colors. Cool. Yeah. And then there's a basket with paints that don't fit on the wall. <laughs> I, guess I feel a like lot. you're
0: so, I feel like you're so prepared and ready to make your dreams come true. And so I, I look forward to sitting back as a, by, a bystander, if that's even the word, uh, your audience and, and watching your dreams come true and all the people that you can help in so many ways because you know those are you know and i fortunately know that like those creative outlets help you in far more ways than um just mentally like that ends up affecting you physically and then your relationships with others and all of that so fantastic yeah
1: yeah, a lot of my work's been published i have like poems published i have short stories published and then my art has won art contests. Like I've been publishing a national little poem book too. So it's kind of Smith cool. stuff and it gets accepted.
0: <laughs> right on. I love that. You're like, and it gets accepted. Um, so I'm going to put it in the show notes, but do you want to tell the the listeners and uh, viewers how they could follow you, um, any <clears throat> social media
1: or website well, links? Well, I do the the Facebook. If you go Bobby Gongs, like the G-O-N-G-S. Yeah um i got there then i do the twitter i only do that just because uh i follow my crypto. so some of my cryptocurrencies on there and you got to follow that so i'm like a rain man with cryptocurrency
0: like (laughs) you it kind of cracks me up that you say i do the twitter because that's like totally something my husband would say like you on the snapchat again (laughs) and like he always says he's, he's so funny yeah. So okay, good. We uh, for those of you that just heard that, if you didn't catch it or you're driving, we'll put it in the show notes, and uh, we'll get to see some more of your creativity that comes from everything that makes you. So, anything else you want to tell us about, add
1: uh, Not really. I mean, that's kind of all of it. I just crypto and art that's and yoga that's all i do in life
0: yeah and i typically don't ever ask people that at the end but since you're just so full of surprises i thought i would ask so thanks again robert for being on here and thank you so much for coming to get comfortable with the uncomfortable
1: and if you ever need me again just let me know I'm, i'm full of stories
0: okay i'm gonna hold you to it